I did a play once, Camp Crazy, in sixth grade. It was a musical. It was. <laughs> it, it was a musical. I was it would the, have to be. Camp I, Crazy? The here's, here's the thing. was I was the second lead for, you know, like, best supporting actor. But I didn't I didn't have a great performance. It came with an Oscar? No, you? no. I, oh. I was just referring to the position <laughs> I was playing. But, Close back. Yeah. Uh, but he was the best supporting My name's Cornelius, and this is Off the Wall's second podcast. I'm watching Joe dress for the day now. Alright everybody, welcome out to the Off the Wall podcast. Thanks for tuning in again. With me is Joe DeGenero. Hello everyone. Uh, today we have some very special guests for y'all. If you're involved in Off the Wall at all, then you know these two as uh, respectable, awesome people. Uh, one's immature and the other is awesome. Calvin, yeah, that's a no. You're immature. Oh, yeah, that's, I a, oh, that's I a rip from earlier. You you stink poop. <laughs> <laughs> stink poop. <laughs> Calvin Dittmore and Joshua Newfrio here, everybody. So welcome them out. Because I'm awesome. Yeah. Well, Calvin was talking earlier about old people, and uh, he just completely was ignorant to the fact that Josh Nufrio was sitting on the couch. Uh, Calvin was in Josh Nufrio's house saying how Joe DiGennaro is old and carries a hanky and stinking old people. For the record, I'm older than Joe, therefore. <laughs> so, so Josh just kind of put his hands up like, uh, like for real? Calvin? <laughs> you, you can be 16 years old as soon as you carry a hanky. You're considered old. I don't carry a hanky. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he also doesn't carry it any less. You know, and, and this is all sparked off because, Joe, you, you don't use your phone as an alarm clock, which Calvin, oh, yeah. Calvin mentioned is, is a young person thing. I guess younger people use their phone. But if I had an alarm clock that didn't continue to break or get unplugged, I would probably use an alarm clock as well. I like the old school alarm clock. Something small sits on the bedside. Because checking your phone for time, that, that always seems impatient to me. Also, snoozing sucks on a phone. I like to snooze. I like the big button that you can whap half asleep, and there you go. Also, like listening, or I like waking up to the radio, because I'm a, I'm a light sleeper and I don't need an annoying alarm. I have a, a, a song. Or a, a, a song or like a DJ saying, you know, the time, the temperature, or talking about something. Just banter. But I don't need... I hate an actual alarm. You know when that backfires, though, is when you're having a great dream... And a bad song comes on. Because it always comes over a PA. For some reason, whenever you're in a dream, yeah. there's a PA all of a sudden in the building. Everybody stops and looks up the PA. And then, like, my heart keeps beating like a hammer. What the hell is going on? I was just about to drive an IndyCar. What? And then and if it's alarm, it's a nuclear alarm. Like, oh, it's an air raid. A nuclear alarm is going on. All right, Josh, Calvin, why don't you say everybody hi to everybody out there? Hi to everybody out there. Hey, hey. All right, now we brought you guys on today so that we can uh, talk about the teaching that you guys do with Off the Wall. Uh, Josh, you've been a teacher of improv for, what, like the last four or five years, right? Yeah, I guess technically, yeah. A technical teacher. I remember your first class you advertised was was probably three or four years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in that, well, I started kind of running the the Free Friday workshops Mm -hmm. about that about that long ago, so yeah. Sure, and and we've seen some people like Justin Linder come out of the class, mm-hmm. who's who's now uh, a regular spot at Off the Wall. Mm-hmm. Liz Corona, did she come from the classes? Yeah, uh, she started out when I was helping direct a show called Girls Aren't Funny Up at Weber State. Uh-huh. Ironic so she, title. <laughs> so she did. <laughs> so she did some improv up there, and then they're uh, funny, but they're just prettier. Go ahead. Yeah, they're really funny. 
uh, and then they came down to the Friday workshop and did that. Started so, getting through. Yeah. Okay, Kevin, how long have you been teaching? Uh, I've been teaching about five years. I started teaching at Roy High, and then uh, I kind of transcended into off the wall teaching with Josh. Yeah, sure. I mean, young guys got to get under a, a, a more mature person's wing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I see what you did there, and I, yeah. you know that's yeah. a smart young guy's move. So. I saw Calvin's Craigslist posting. He's like looking for a teacher. Must have hanky. <laughs> And that was his code word for someone who's mature. Yeah. Hanky filled teacher. Actually, truth be told, I, I recognize Calvin as competition for paid for classes, and so I just absorbed him. That's that's actually so, Bill Gates' way to brilliance. Yeah, so. yeah, it, it was a, a hostile takeover. Well, it was a takeover. It, it was a joint. It's not hard to. You can't be hostile with Calvin because he folds like. Like origami. I'm really good at the defensive ball position. Yeah, so sure. sure, sure, sure. Uh, your bones, from the outside of your body, your bones do look flexible. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. So that's why I've never... Calvin doesn't have a bone structure. He has an exoskeleton. The French uh, word for that defensive ball is fatal. <laughs> the the fatal position. position. Fatal. We say fetal. Yeah, it's, it's an American... It's fatal. Fatal no, position. There's not much after the <laughs> position besides fatal ending. So... All right, what's your guys' favorite part about teaching? I mean, besides the obvious commanding of the classroom, which, no, it's the ability ex- to rule over people. It's an extension of the show. You know, yeah. we all like to be up on the show and, and, mm-hmm. and have some center stage. Uh, being in a class and teaching people is the same thing. You're getting your ideas and your views out in a, in a place that people are actually there to listen. So besides that obvious point, because I think everybody who is good at something would like to teach it. Mm-hmm. But what, what do you guys enjoy about the teaching that, that, that really makes you guys? Uh, I think one of the things that's the most rewarding for me is to take somebody <clears throat> to, to teach a new theory or a new concept in the class and then to see the light bulbs go on mm. and actually see people not only recognize what we're talking about, but start to apply it in their scene work and, you know, to see that, that connection, that transition. I really like that. Sure. Um, I, you know, improv to me personally is kind of a way of life for me and something that's helped me grow as a person. And so saying that, see, seeing that same growth in other people, uh, grow socially and become friends and that bond with everything. And I love taking classes. Sure. So I want to give that to somebody else if I can do that. You know, and if you're not taking the classes now, I would highly recommend it. Um, when I first started improv, my first teacher was Bob the door and it, it was, I'm not ripping on Bob Door here or nothing. It wasn't teaching as he's much as He's not going to listen anyway. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> and if he, does, if he does, he's just going to say that it was this idea anyways first. So anyways. <laughs> oh, the off podcast? That was my that idea. Was my idea. <laughs> I had that idea seven years ago. I did. I have a I have a hard script written for it. Josh, you, you know, you know that would come out of his mouth. In fact, I think the first time we promoted the off-the-wall podcast, he said, oh, you guys are doing a podcast? That's so great. I had the idea three years ago. Was that a compliment, or are you telling us that we stole from you, Bobby? It, but, it was a double whammy. It was like, whammy. you're fat, but, but you have really nice shoes. The <laughs> the point of the teaching that he did that was 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 an advantage for us was just get up there and do what comes natural. And and he taught gags of the games. He really taught short form, which is if you're ever nervous or you're ever lost, just put yourself back into the hook of the game. Right. And that way, you're never folding because you're playing the hook. But... We never really got taught scene work. We never got taught uh, stage presence. That improv was improv fundamentals like blocking and blocking. all that stuff. Yeah, and and 
as time's gone on and, and, and more classes have come up, then I've been able to, to learn that from everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and not to mention what I like about you guys teaching is you guys bring that to stage. So it's not only are you teaching it, but we get to see it play out. Well, that's another great element of it too is you don't truly know something until you attempt to teach it. Yeah. So you may feel like you have an understanding of a certain subject and it, it transcends improv. It goes into anything. Um, when you start to feel like you know everything there is to know about a subject, try teaching it, and you'd be surprised at how much you learn. Like I've learned more since I started teaching than I ever could have as just a as student. Just a student, sure. Uh, that's that's pretty insightful. Uh, classes every Friday night at nine p.m. at the Terrace Plaza Playhouse. Eight. 8 oh, oh yeah, eight p.m. That's 8 right. Eight 10. p.m. I'm sorry. Eight to ten. Uh, it's free, so why not show up? I mean, especially here's the advantage of it. Eight until twelve o'clock, you can have an improv night for five dollars. You can watch a good play uh, of improv and learn from two of the best players at Off the Wall. Not to mention, you guys do guest guest teachers quite frequently, as often as possible. We had uh, Aiden and Andrew Noise in there recently, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, and I'd like to talk about Andrew's style of teaching, which I loved, but it was hard. German was the word that came to mind. Yeah, it was the German school of uh, school. And uh, <laughs> German school of school. And uh, he would he would call people up. He's like, "Let's go, let's go." It was it was pace quicker than other people, other people's style. And he would have people up there, and then he wanted people specifically who weren't comfortable in these accents. And then he would he would give a brief overview of how to do the accent, a couple pointers, and then throw them in the water. And if they're drowning, he's like, "You're drowning, you're drowning. You're not doing that right. Stop. Listen to me. I'm doing it better." Uh, do it again. <laughs> and then, <laughs> if they fail, you let them know. He didn't really chastise them, but they were failing, you let them know, and he would stop them, and he would coach in the middle of their scenes and everything. I, I thought it was great. How do you guys feel about, about when you see lack of effort or somebody's not getting something right? Because that's what turned me off to teaching. I used to do some of the uh, workshops at QuickWits and stuff, and eventually the turnoff for me was... I don't want to tell somebody you're not doing something right, especially in improv when the only wrong thing you can do is not do it. Right. So, but, you know, if we're playing a game of lie detector and a person wants to stand in one spot and not say anything, you're not really playing the game right, but it's hard to just say, you, 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 stupid, stupid, (laughs) stop it. Just stop now. So how do you guys feel about, what do you, what are your your personal take on, on like when somebody's, just not hitting it right. I like to, uh, when I'm teaching and I can see somebody struggling, I like to let them sit and squalor in their, in their failure because then they feel it as much as the audience already felt it. And so then you just ask them after they've done it, you know, how did you feel about that? Awkward. Yeah, we did too. Yeah. You know, there's, there's certain little bumpers that you can use to guide your scene and these are them. Okay. Blah, blah. Who do you think feels a scene not going right first? The person in the scene or the audience? Oh, audience. Uh, well, I don't know, because the people in the scene are are way harder critics on themselves than anybody else, and so I think they can feel the subtle changes more Typically, than the, the audience. audience will give you permission to, to fail. You know, the true. audience that's will be true. like, that's no, true. I don't know where they're going with this, but maybe it's a setup. That's true. And you're in the middle of the scene going, this is going nowhere. <laughs> I wish it was a setup. I'm going to uh, dig a hole. Yeah. <laughs> I love to dig a hole. Uh, <laughs> anybody who's ever taken a class of mine knows I love to dig a hole. Yeah, me too. That's what I always say. Grab punch or dig a hole. Yeah, Just do something physical. Do something. You know, <laughs> the way that Calvin and I teach, we typically have a, a theory or a, a certain a specific topic that we're teaching 
out of a exercise game. Oh, so, okay. so there's there's overall there's not really a right or wrong improv style. Mm-hmm. But when we break it down into a small exercise that we're doing, there's key elements that we're looking for. It makes it really it makes it a lot easier to, to focus in on that and notice when it's not happening mm-hmm. and to point it out and to coach to it specifically. Oh, okay, so I, li- I like that if, if you're already bringing the teaching form up front and letting them know this is where you need to fit in, then when they don't fit in, they already know it so you don't have to... Yeah, up to- front. Well, and another position that we're coming from is is just recently I've taken full responsibility for everyone's failure in the class. Ooh. So so I expect them to fail. I let them know up front, I expect you to not be good at this. It doesn't make any sense for you to go to a class to learn something you're already great at. Yeah, that's true. So come out and do something that you've never done before, something you're uncomfortable with, something that you're going to fail at, because unless you fail, I can't teach you. Yeah, you know, and that's that's one thing I've I pointed out in some of your guys' classes before when I, when I show up. I, it's anybody out there who's trying improv now who hasn't been doing it or doesn't do it professionally you're gonna fail you're gonna fail for a while and the advantage that some most of us had on the stage now is we got to fail for years we got to fail for years together in a comfortable environment and and in front of very few people (laughs) it's it's no joke it's true and 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 now that's led us to a point where i think our underlying feeling of improv is we know what funny is and we know what it's not because yeah. we were not funny for a long time. And and now we're bringing the funny, so you're going to laugh. And I think the crowd sees that as well. So I do like that point, and I've, I've heard you say that before, and that's something I really appreciate. And for you guys out there learning improv, you're going to fail. You're going to. You yeah, I hope so. Otherwise, I don't have anything to do. Yeah, and it, it goes back to comedy. You're not always funny. You can't always be funny, and funny is objectable. Uh is that a, that yeah? It's objective. objective. I, I objective. Well, funny. I totally objective. I have, a, funny. I have a question about people failing and people's uh, skill at improv. And this may be a hard question to answer. Maybe you don't want to answer. But do you think everyone can be great at improv, or do you think people have their individual ceilings? So do you, do you think there's a, a max ceiling for everyone, or do you think that people have just like basketball or, or baseball? You can teach people a sport, but can hit a jumper, but he can't play defense. Well, I think everybody knows what funny is. They know what they laugh at, sure. and I think it's just a matter of how much time is it going to take for that person to come into their own skin and feel like that. A lot of people get hung up on, oh, Steve's funny. I want to be just like Steve, so they try to force all their comedy towards Steve as opposed to finding their own little niche that they fall into of what they find funny. So I think everybody can be good on stage once they learn uh, basic stage presence and stuff like that. Um but I think they just need to find what makes them funny and then find their ego personality to put out on stage. Do you think everyone has a a stage-worthy ceiling? Where you think you can teach anyone to be on, on stage? stage? Oh, definitely. Yeah, good. Yeah, definitely. I think everybody has their own um, aspects of being a, a well-rounded stage presence mm-hmm. that they need to to focus on none of us are identical so therefore all of us have to work in different aspects and some people have to work harder in certain areas but if they're willing to dedicate the time and the energy and i'm not saying just by taking classes from calvin and i because one of the reasons we bring other teachers in is because maybe our style isn't helping them to open up up and break through yeah. that that ceiling okay. that they're hitting so yeah i think anybody can get to the point where they can be stage worthy you know quote unquote stage worthy but um, some people just have a, a natural affinity to it and fall right in, you know, and, and are able to, to bypass a lot of the hard work in the learning training aspect of things. Sure. And you know, I think it goes back. I mean, the number one fear of people is, is public speaking. I mean, that, and that's no joke. I mean, that, yeah, it's a bigger fear than death. Yeah. That stat floors me every time I say it, just because 
for me, public speaking has never been a problem. And, and I don't, I don't know if I want to attribute that to, I have no, uh, worry about what people think about me in the long run. You're tall. It's, it's, you're taller than everyone. Yeah. You look down on everyone. So, you, so I can't I'm be scared to, of these uh, people. Or, you know, and you I, always have an opinion. I so. do I always have an opinion, but I, I know a couple of other friends that I have like up at the university that, that, uh, say that they can't believe I would get on stage in front of groups of people. I mean, they couldn't do it themselves. And I can see, me and them having a conversation one on one, they're pretty funny and they can be loose. You had five more people, just five coworkers into the, and they, they freeze and up, they and, up and then it turns into like, oh, I'll talk to you later. See, I'll, I'll tell you what kills me is other actors, people that do plays and musicals. Oh, that when it comes translate. down to improv, they, they clam up doing improv too. So sure. well, let's get, they've that. trained, they, they've trained to be script dependent. You know yeah. what I mean? That, that's their, their security in their, in their, their art is staying true to the script and, and following the director and, and doing what what they know is expected of them. We operate off of a mutual trust, yeah, so it's yeah. we know that we're going to support each other, and that's I think that's a key element. Once that trust is established and and is honest, you honestly trust the people you're on stage with. It opens you up. You can do anything that you want to do because we have the freedom to do anything we want in the scene, and as long as you say yes to it, yeah. as long as you agree to it, then it's happening and it's going on. You know, yeah. so. The trust is a huge issue with that. Cool. Well, the the teaching that you guys have been doing, I think, is real good. I mean, we've seen we've seen some actors come out of it. Uh, conspiracy theory ran for a long time, and they take they took classes from us at Off the Wall. We're starting to see more and more actors come up, come out of the class. If you're a funny person you're out there listening to this, come to the class and learn some improv from Josh Newfro and Calvin Dittmore and uh, possibly other actors as well. Because why not? I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah let's not forget that uh, everyone here at this table came from a class. Yeah, we all came from a class. And, and at one point in time, I had no idea. I had no idea what late for work was. And and I watched it be played, and I thought it was amazing and magical. And, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're doing this. And now I'm to the point where I could teach one of you t- out there to, to, to mm-hmm. see past the magic and do it. And that's the biggest key with improv. Everybody should keep their mind on it is... It's whatever you want it to be. Well, and a lot of people feel like they, they want to know what kind of plays we do, how many musicals have I been in. I've never done a line of scripted material in front of an audience. I've never done anything. I never took a drama class in high school. So my my first improv class was in Jake Plumley's basement. Um, so come to our class. It's, it's, it's a, a lot less better, creepy. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it's not in a basement. Thanks for coming out so far, you guys. We're going to have you stick around and uh, help us with some other things. Cool. we got uh, suggestions and questions. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about the the show Friday night. We're gonna, or, or we don't have to. No, we will. Okay. I said we're gonna. Oh, I I sounded like you uh, said like a girl. We're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna. We're, like, gonna? we're gonna go to the store later. Uh, Is that a statement or? Calvin, are mom and dad fighting? Yeah, we don't fight. You guys come out. We don't fight. Go to your rooms. All right, we'll be back <laughs> here in just a minute. Alright, welcome back everybody. Joe's getting coffee. Josh and Calvin are still here, guys. Hi. Alright, we're going to talk about the show, this Friday's show. Uh, we got some certain points. I'm going to throw them out at you guys and you guys grab the first one that you liked. We had Ryan Lacantian from oh, like. LA. I just Facebook liked it. Alright. Ryan Nemo. Le- His Finding Nemo was the best. Ryan Lacanti, he, he started off with Quickwits, Quickwits Clearfield, I believe, and it might have even been Salt Lake first, and then they told him to come up to Clearfield. He was stationed in Clearfield. Yeah, because I, I remember doing a class with him when he first came out, and, and uh, 
he's always been soft spoken, but man, he's a great improver. A powerhouse. One of the most supportive guys in improv. I mean, he almost takes a supportive medal away from you, Joe. You're so supportive in, in scenes, but maybe it's because you guys look a little bit alike. I mean, that's fine. He's still your, your Oscar for best supporting player. Yeah. Uh, guys are both fetals. He's one of those guys that teaches classes. He taught the, the class this last week, yep. right? He took the whole workshop time slot from 8 to 10. How did that go? Were you guys really good. It was, was really, it? really good. Calvin and I stole so much information from him. If you want to see what Ryan taught last week, come out next week because we're, we're going <laughs> to just kind of replay it. it was Second verse, stuff. same as the first. Great stuff. Uh, looking at his overall performance, I, I enjoyed watching him on stage again. Um, I know he did Kiss Off for a while. I want to say he did OBT for for a minute. I want to say that. If I'm, I'm not wrong, sure how involved he was with them, but I know that about the time that, that all that was going down between Knock Your Socks Off and the uh, Laughing Stock and um, the, the their formations and changes and all yeah. the different mix-ups, it was about the time that Ryan left for Chicago to study. Yeah, to study at the UCB, wasn't it? Or is uh, that in Chicago? Uh, Second City's in Chicago. I know Second City. UCB, uh, I think. Olympics, IO's in Chicago. That's right. That's that's who he's currently with, too. I think UCB is based out of New York. Is it based out? Okay. They have a Chicago and LA, I think. You know, and I I, I would like to to just bash Ryan a little bit for starting the Let's Move Out of Here to see more improv, because I believe he was the first one that that skipped town, and and he took a lot of good improvers with him. Uh, He planted the seed. Austin Nava went... Some some girls from Kiss Off went to North Carolina for a while, and uh, in fact, Austin still hasn't been back living here, and, and now he's out in Cleveland. Cleveland. So he ended up finding a wife and, and now and he's having, having a, a baby. Yeah. Yeah, any any time now, I think. Yeah, congratulations on that, Austin. I just recently found out about it. I already expressed to you the emotions that I have about it, but congratulations, man. It, Austin is one of those people that I think really, really took off once teaching came in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's a good, fine example. Google him. I'm sure he's got some stuff out there. Uh, Facebook him. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he's he's, he's teaching guy. and and playing on improv teams and doing like, – he's still active, so he's still doing his stuff. So the show was one 188. I'd like to – I'd like to just say 200 because it's 188. Uh, and then all of the actors get one person that they uh, can let in. Mm-hmm. And then anyone from the play can stay. So plus plus uh, production or is a production or stagehands. You know, like we got uh, MC, uh, we got uh, the sound guys, the sound guys, yeah, the counter, guys. counter people. Well, there's a standing there's a standing rule too with anybody who's done the the play that precedes our show. <laughs> anybody who's uh, in the cast can stick around and watch our show. Sure. And we had four or five people do that this week, too. Okay. So, so we're well into 200. Anyone who's been on stage at Off the Wall can get in for free, too. So if you're a player, you can you I can saw Adam Rossander there. Mm-hmm. So we had 200 people show up. Yeah. And, and uh, I think the show quality was fantastic. It was a fun show. A lot of, a lot of good, fun stuff coming out of it. Uh, we played two completely new games. I think that's what I'm going to want to talk about. Not new, but games that aren't normally played. We played three dub and scene in reverse. A challenging challenge round. I yeah, loved it. you know, and what's funny about three dub? I told you when we were sitting there. I say three dub. I love the game three dub because of the game that turns into you're talking for somebody else. So the game usually becomes the first person that can make somebody else do something, not to them. And then they're doing the voice for the person who obviously doesn't want that going on. Yes, and I took the uh, reins for that one because I made Ryan hold Justin. Yeah, so they're holding, and and 
someone's doing the voice for the guy who's doing the holding, saying, no, please don't hold me. But then the guy from the outside saying, no, please hold me more. I, I love it. Hold me tighter. Yeah, hold please, me tighter. more, more, more. And I love that game. But when I said they should play three-dub, I saw a couple, two of their faces, and it was it, as if I threw knives at them. It's one of the most <laughs> challenging games in our repertoire. It's 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 a... It can be a very complicated game, and it can it can fail very bad. Now, talk about Ryan Lacanti again. He showed me the best way to three dub. It almost looked like the words were coming out of his mouth. Yeah, he got very physical. Whoever was doing his dialogue, he he was completely animated, oh, and, and it looked just like he was saying the words. So big ups. Was I doing his dialogue? I think you were doing Justin's. Yeah, Justin was doing his dialogue. He was doing yours. And okay, Ryan did. Uh, Big ups on that, you guys. You, Joe, you were in the scene. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the scene. I think <clears throat> the audience isn't real keen to it yet because it's probably the second time most of those yeah, people they just have don't ever know seen the game. game played. There's, a, there's two ways to do the voice on that. One is the way we did it, which is you just talk, and then the other person animates. And the other one is that when you're talking, you cover your mouth. You, but you cover it to the audience. You cover it to the audience. Yeah. And I, I don't love doing that. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like they should see everything. See, the way that I was told, because I think Kissoff brought the game to us, 3-dub. I, I want to say I remember Aaron Andrews telling us one night at a, at a Quickwood show, we should play this game 3-dub. Aaron Anderson. Aaron Anderson. And Aaron Andrews is a sports correspondent. That's right. I thought maybe she got married. I wasn't going to correct. Um, <laughs> I just found out I like Aaron Andrews. I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that till exactly right now, but I guess I do like her sports reporting. So Erin Anderson says, we got to play this game. And she taught us the, the thing. And she said, the reason why it's important to do this to the audience is it lets them a clear cut signal that it's not me talking. Right. It's me talking for somebody it gets, else. It makes people look at the person who's supposed to be talking. But I think that was answered. Uh, like Ryan showed a, a great way to answer that. And that is to be overly Over animated. animated. And then yeah. it makes it look like it. Um, it's also a signal to the actor who's about to receive direction that it's, you know, yeah, something's going to happen. I put my hand up. Yeah. It's my turn to talk. But I think we kind of, I, I thought you guys nailed it. I thought it was, a, it was really fun to watch. Yeah, it was a, it was a fine. You guys played croquet. There was, uh, there was some hatred with croquet throwing. There was some, uh, love with, with, with hugging and it, it was croquet teaching. Yeah, it was uh, croquet I believe teaching. It was teaching him how, teaching the croquet swing. You know, if, if, if you weren't there, a lot of this may not be connecting with you, but, uh, if you weren't there, you need to be there then. Uh, yeah, I think that's the, that's the moral of our The only person here. that can fix that is you. <laughs> yeah, $5. Are you serious? I mean, we're recession-proof people. Like, no joke. We're recession-proof. The the other game was... Uh, scene in Reverse. Scene in Reverse, which went really well. There was I a, love that game. There was a, a good choice is a, to start with death. <laughs> Everybody's dead. Don't work, pile on Steve. Yeah. Work backwards from there. Well, yeah, because uh, somehow the scene died. And then you get back to uh, the beginning. And you know, I, I, that went really well. Small note, Aiden. Um, I did this for the show, but you spit on me <laughs> three or four times while I was laying there. I didn't let it affect me, and I like you, so maybe that's possibly why I let it happen. But the first, you, you had a gunshot go off, and that was a face full. <laughs> and, and then there was another gunshot, and I thought, oh my, if he does another gunshot, I'm, I'm standing up. I'm going to forward the scene. So, Aiden, if you could forward your. Uh, uh, your la- the results of your last doctor visit to Steve. Yeah, please, to man. Know. If you have any kind of strap or anything, <laughs> I-, I need to get a 
kibosh on that quickly. <laughs> Here's the reason he does that is uh, he came up under Matt Spears' tutelage. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Spears taught Aiden everything he knows about improv, and you're not truly in a scene until you're hitting someone else with saliva. I don't know who's going to be more mad about that comment, Joe. Matt Aiden or Aiden. Or Matt. <laughs> yeah. uh, the scene, I, I, the the problem with scene in reverse always gets when you got past your initial thinking, because we're all laying on the ground thinking, okay, how are we going to stand up, and how are we going to justify that I was laying down? Uh, but then once you get to that point, and it was a clear-cut point for us, where we kind of, uh, okay, so now, now, but then, and then we found the gimmicks in the game, and it, it brought me back to the gimmicks of the game, which is, whatever the last person says, just basically one-up them by going backwards, backwards in time. Yeah, go backwards know. and bigger. A normal improv scene is action, Followed by justification. That's that's how we do. You know, we do something and then we justify why we've done it. In scene in reverse, you have to flip that. Justify so you have to action. justify it and then act it out. Yeah. So. The one line I remember, Aiden says, "Have you finished your breakfast?" And I paused for a second, thinking, "Oh, where am I going to go?" I thought, oh, okay, I want breakfast. I yeah. want breakfast. So what happened before he said? Yeah, that? right before he said that. Um, the phone stuff was pretty funny. Talking to each other on the phone. Yeah. Um, I even got to walk backwards. And I think I dialed the phone backwards. The funny part, though, the funny part, though, was you said, you said, follow me. And oh, then yeah. you walked backwards and Aiden was in front of me. Yeah, and then he was in front of me. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was all right. So those two games, they went down just fine. Yep. Um, it's a good show. If, if you, if you want to see more of those games, let us know and we'll play more of those, those obscure games. I mean, there's, there's hundreds of obscure improv games out there. Uh, our list is small compared to the list of, of actual short form games that can be played. We uh we almost played a, a game that we, I I think we haven't played it before. We played some sort of version of it. Yeah, the the slow mo Olympics or the household Olympics. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, something. That's like a that. version of it, but the 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 form that we were going to use it in this week was, was kind of yeah, yeah it was kind of a brand new approach to the game. No, we were gonna end on it, but I asked Aiden if he felt comfortable in it, and he just he just didn't feel comfortable enough to go to go with it. And, uh, and I technically didn't really feel comfortable to end on it just because if I end crappy, I'm going to have a crappy feeling. And then, and then. Well, and it's all about making sure the end show, the show ends on a bang. And if a a brand new game is usually received okay by our crowd, Mm -hmm. we have a great crowd as far as that's concerned. But they, there's a certain expectation to the end of the show. Sure. They're looking for a big bang, and so. And then mixed with, we did three dub and scene in reverse, throwing yeah. a new game in. You know, I mean, we would have done it beautifully, without doubt. Yeah. But if there is any doubt, I mean, there was some. So. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just, understand. I yeah. just talked ourselves into a box there, but. Uh, well, I, I want to mention too that the idea for that game came from the forum on mm-hmm. the website. From the so, forum, and that was actually Frank that that. Like that idea, mm-hmm. took the time to write it up and give it to us, and then we were all in love with it. And so, Frank, if you're if you're listening, it's gonna happen. We're gonna play the game. Gonna we happen. just didn't get to it last. Yeah, that's why I brought time. it up here. I don't. He's like, we almost did it, but that's the reason I bring we, it up is because we want to respond to everything people are are giving. Us. And there, there's a good fine point to bring in otwimprov.com. If you guys aren't on the forum, you need to get out there. It's free to register, free to become a user. Uh, you can post, and as you can tell, we're we're taking your ideas. So please, otwimprov.com, or hit us up at Facebook. There's links to that through there as well. And and get your ideas out there, people. I mean, this is definitely not a show where we're trying to tell you what's funny. Uh, our our line says it the best. Our our motto or our, uh, slogan: We're changing funny, and we're 
is we, and it's not just us. It's all of us inside of this improv troupe. It's uh, like a funny Wikipedia. Funnipedia. Funna, funny Wikipedia. Wicked funny. <laughs> Wicked funny. Sounds like a Boston term. Yeah, yeah that was wicky funny. It's a, it's a Great Lakes terminology. While, while we're talking about the show, Newf, why don't you tell us about the upcoming Improv Weekend and any okay. other upcoming events that are happening with Off the Wall? Okay. Um, we have uh, the Off the Wall Comedy Weekend is going to be March 26th and 27th. So that's not this coming weekend, but the following weekend, um, assuming you're listening to this in, now. This, in this week. The 26th will be at the Terrace Plaza Playhouse. It's going to be in our regular time slot, so it's a 10.30 show. It's $5. The We're going to be joined by the Wailing O'Shea's, and they're a, a Flogging Molly, Dropkick Murphy's tribute, tribute band. band. Yeah. And so we're redoing St. Patrick's Day. Leg. You know this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody knows that. We're, doing, we're redoing St. Patrick's Day that night. We're going to have a competition. Whoever wears the most green is going to win a pot of gold. Like, we're Ooh. doing a big push, trying to get everybody out there. And then on gold. the gold. 27th, not real gold, uh, tw- uh, or, or maybe, or maybe. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. It's, it's off the wall. So it's a pot of gold of unmentionable value. Yeah. So those yeah. of you who've been with us for a while know what, knows what that means. Um, the 27th of March, we're going to do a another show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one's going to be at Salt Rock Coffee in their new location. And it's actually for the grand opening of Salt Rock Coffee. So okay. uh, that's a two and a half hour show. It'll be us. It'll be the antics from Logan, another great improv troupe. Colin Williams is going to do some stand-up. And then our special musical guest that night is going to be the Gorgeous Hussies. And you all know them. They've been playing with us uh, for a while now and kind of me- messing it up, mixing it up. Mixing it up. Not but, messing. Yeah, not, well, you know, messing, you know. In, yeah, messing. In that cool style. Yeah. But they, uh, they're they actually going to get two full sets, full band. They're going to have all their equipment out there. So it's not going to be a stripped-down acoustic version like they've done at our, oh, our live shows. Version. Yeah, we're going all out with that. So And that, that show is going to be $7 at the door. Or you can get a weekend pass for ten bucks, so you can get into both shows for ten dollars. And those tickets are actually on sale right now at all of our Friday shows. Yep. And in case you weren't listening last week, uh, I'll break the simple math down for you right there. That's five bucks a show, or pay seven bucks to get in the Salt Rock show, which is the main price, and you only pay three dollars for our Friday massive packed show, which has been packed for week after week after week. If you haven't been there, the atmosphere is crazy fun. So absolutely, uh, and, and all the details are up on the website. So otwimprov.com. Speaking of uh, the forum and input, we have laid out a suggestion box at the actual show. Yep. And we've gotten some suggestions on some nice pieces. Kevin, of paper. you got time? Yeah, I got time. How much time you got? Enough. You Kevin, got enough time. Kevin's a busy man. Kevin's got. Kevin's got plans and uh, this this uh, daylight saving stuff. If we were in Arizona. You still have some more time. We're in Indiana, yeah. but unfortunately. My pager's blowing up. Yeah, I don't know if he knows Calvin. about Calvin, but Calvin has 19 jobs. 19 jobs is the thing. So, Calvin, why don't you start us off with uh, a couple of the suggestions that were put in the suggestion box. Out of the box. Out of the box. This is out of the box. Now. Off the wall and out of the box. Uh, out of the box. This is from Carissa, who her suggestion is to stop killing butterflies and have her work there. She wants to work with. With off the wall. With she wants the to wall. take tickets, I'm guessing. And uh, then her phone number is on the bottom here. I'm going to text are, her. You're going to text, text her right now. No, Calvin. Yeah, come on. I think that's a great idea. I yeah, think it is Calvin, too. text yeah. her now. All right, yeah, go ahead. Come Hopefully we get a response. While you're doing that, we'll move on to the next one. Yeah. Devin Parkinson It asks on here, how long have you been a, an off-the-wall fan? And he says since birth, which is, which is awesome because he's 18, so he was actually a fan prior to us even thinking about forming the show. He's been a fan longer than we've been doing improv. That's awesome. 
Uh, he says what keeps him coming back is that it's funny. So there you go. There's proof right there. We are funny. And uh, favorite games that we play, like Scenes Not Seen. And he wants to know why will Americans never embrace soccer? Because the final score is one nothing yeah. after penalty kicks. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't ninety minutes, anything in America, we like it a lot, and we like big numbers. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> look, we won here in Salt Lake. We won the uh, cup. I still haven't done one research about Real. Yeah, I won. There's a collective meh. Yeah, Jazz are fourth place in the West, and I am all <laughs> over them. Yeah, yeah. And, and all with, them. with Real, it's like, oh, the local high school one. Yeah, That's cool. yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's rough when you don't you have to say a word. Number one, we're in Utah, and the word is real. That's what it spells: R E A L. Yes, that's, that's there's not real. even a like on resume or something. There's an accent over a word, letting no, you know that. This isn't exactly American people. You may want to spell this word yeah, or say you know, this it word is. out it's differently. A, it's an insider test. It feels so like if someone's talking about. It. Have you guys heard real? Have you guys seen Real Salt Lake? You know it's a poser. It feels like somebody just wanted okay. to set up a moment to say, "Oh, geez, you're dumb." It's real. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's how you know you're an insider yeah. and an outsider. And, and I guess that's a big franchise too. What so. is a real? I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm gonna say you um, should figure that out for us. It's that means I would do research about Salt Lake Real, and I'm not gonna uh, do so that. Yeah, I'm trying it's to kill two opposite, It's the opposite of fuck a, which is fake. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. How about you read another one there, Josh? Saki, Saki. Uh-huh. Uh, I got another one here. I got one from Kim Hoskins. She's actually uh, a good friend of the show. Uh, she's uh, let's see. She's been coming for over two years. She comes every week. What keeps her coming back is the laughs. She is a Facebook friend, and but she has not seen us on Comcast, so that's something to to look into. Uh, we actually have some uh, on-demand stuff on Comcast. Utah, go to the Utah on-demand, and then you go to local comedy, and boom, shakalaka, there's OTW. So, and Steve, actually, the suggestion on here is for you. Um, mm-hmm. Says it's been a long time since Steve was Shikaki the Great in Bad Advice. Oh yeah, she'd like yeah. to see that. Uh, he's had many awesome characters, but that was one of her absolute favorites. All right, well, Kimberly McCracken, next show I'm in, I'm doing it for you. That's not a promise. That's just a... <laughs> it's a promise, but it's, it's, it's I a, do not guarantee that. It's, it's, an, improv, it's an improv promise, yeah. so you yeah. have to support yeah. if he decides not to follow through. Yeah. An improv. If the mo- if the <laughs> an improv. Mo- an improv. Yeah, I like that. Joe? I'll read the some? next one. This uh, person chose not to leave uh, his or her name. Okay. Ooh, that's mysterious. Uh, how did you hear about his friend? Uh, age is uh, 22. Uh, been an off-wall fan for three years. Comes every other week. What keeps you coming back? Awesomeness. Oh, we do have plenty of that. We, we have, have that a lot of awesomeness. Facebook friend hasn't seen us on Comcast. I don't know how many people have seen us on Comcast. But it's not. It's not overly publicized. But We're, that's gonna. That should be changing very soon. And I think you got to hit five OKs before you actually get to see us do do yeah. the scene. And and I don't know anybody who who does. Comcast stuff, but five OKs. That's a lot through. A, We're a little buried. Menu. We're a little buried. That's but a lot through a menu. We're working on that. Sure. The favorite game is actually the Newlywed game, and that is the suggestion: play more Newlywed games. So I'm gonna next time I play, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to play a Newlywed game, yeah, either either our team or, open up or another it. team. Open up with it. Less revolver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know less if we're revolver. doing less revolver. Uh, yeah. More. Sorry, revolver. unnamed person, but we love revolver, and we think other people do too. Just a side note: my girlfriend says she's not a big fan of the game revolver. She's only seen one funny uh, revolver. I told her. 
unfortunately, you need to keep your mouth shut from now on. <laughs> and what Steve had to say was his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, that game is not going anywhere, people, because that's one of the very few scene games we get to play. Yeah. And the game for us is the fact that we get to be in multiple scenes at one time. So. Well, and I guess if we're getting, you know, th- this feedback on that game, then we, we maybe take a look at it and see what we can do to... Maybe we can do Accents Revolver. Make it look... Yeah. Pieces of paper pieces revolver. Of, pieces of revolver. Bucket of revolver. Bucket of revolver. <laughs> okay, we can look at mixing it up. Sure. The other one is more spelling bee, which uh, I like spelling bee. Something we've done recently is we used to just play spelling bee straight, and then some somehow we do characters. Yeah, we take on characters. Yeah. And I feel like that is uh, it's jumping it up. It's jumping it up. Uh, and I don't know how we can play it more than once a week. Than once a week. <laughs> no. Maybe maybe it just becomes a, a staple. Like connect the dots is a staple. Sure. Uh. So I've heard a really good uh, suggestion about uh, us getting <laughs> possibly one really large shirt that we all wear per team. I really like the idea. Oh, really one big like neck it. hole, two armholes, we all get in it, and I think that's hilarious. You know, we could hit up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. No, you did not go there. You could hit up a seamstress. No, you did not. Or we could hit up Sarah Lundberg. Who happens to be the best dang knitter I've ever seen in my entire life. You wanted life. to knit oh, a three-person sweater? Yeah, yeah, that's what he meant. <laughs> I well, thought you meant well, ask a really fat person to borrow their shirt. That's exactly what he meant when we're pretending like he didn't. Uh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Sarah Lundberg. Or, or if there's anybody in the audience who is willing to put together a three-headed shirt for us, yeah. we, we'd be glad to wear a different shirt every week if we got enough of them thrown in. Do you know what I mean? Oh. All right, um, I'm going to do one from Marina Graham here. She's age 17. Her email address is... Okay, good. <laughs> How did you hear about us? She heard it from a friend. She's been a fan for a year. She comes every other week. She says what keeps her coming back is the humor and fun atmosphere. So, Ooh. Marina, you must have already listened to the podcast, or, as you can all tell, it's a fun atmosphere you're missing out there. Hey, how much is it? How much is Five dollars. That's it? Recession-proof. For right? fun wow. atmosphere. Here's the thing. Been open for what six years yeah. off the wall. Yep, working in our seventh year. First show ever, five dollars to get in. Last weekend, five dollars to get in. All right, she's not a friend of Facebook. She hasn't seen us on Comcast. <laughs> Would you be interested in OTW merchandise? She said yes. Uh, favorite game we play is Bad Advice. She's never been to any workshops, and she says no suggestions. Just keep being funny and awesome. So awesome. Carissa wrote back. Uh oh, yeah. Uh oh. I told her we were doing the podcast. Asked her if she wanted to say anything. She said, yeah, throwing around that innocent donkey is rude and cruel. Stuffed, <laughs> stuffed animals have feelings, too. All right, so, good. so we will make sure that does not happen is, again. This is an unprecedented level of feedback and interaction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Audience interaction instant, on... Instant. Joe, hit us with another one. Uh, or okay. Calvin. You... Yeah, you just yeah, yeah, Calvin. Yeah, yeah. Calvin, go. Uh, uh, Pick yeah. a winner. Give me, give me that one. There's so many of them, he doesn't know which uh, one to choose. I just read that one. You, you can read that. That one's not real good. That's a Liz All right, this is, this is What's wrong with that? Because there, there was three Stewart. in there that okay. had the same information. Can we read one? Can we yeah, read one? Oh, you know one. what? They're all in the same handwriting, too. This yeah, is, yeah. Just read it. Liz, <laughs> if you did this. It's Liz's handwriting. <laughs> it's from Scott Stewart, a good friend. I know the guy. Uh, he wrote in his own box, how often do you come a show? And he wrote, when Liz plays, and checked the box. Okay. Uh, at, least, at least he checked the box. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if he wrote that in and like, mm, I don't, I don't when know. When Liz plays, that. but I'm not going to check that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his favorite game <laughs> is slips of paper. Pieces, pieces of, of paper. paper. That sounds a like game. a British person. Slip I like your slips of paper. Slips of yeah. paper. So hey. What that means is Liz needs to play more often so he can actually learn the names of the game. Uh, hey, mate, you, you can play slips. That's <laughs> slips of paper. That's his suggestion, actually, is play Liz more. She's cute. 
Okay. Uh, unfortunately, cute is not enough. We all agree. Or Calvin would get much more stage time. You know, and if she would have accepted my date invitation a couple of years ago, I, I could probably make it happen. But you Actually, live, you lay in the bed that you made, Liz. I'm just going to tell look, you that. Right look now. forward to seeing more Liz because we really want to get her on stage more often. She just has a life outside of improv. Yeah. And so yeah. sometimes it's hard to get her scheduled as often as we'd like. Sure. To. And she's, she not a, she's not an ugly girl. So you can't, yeah. I mean, her phone's not not ringing. Right. What you're saying is that she's socially busy because she's an attractive young lady. Sure. With class. I'm I'm, I'm imagining that. Yeah, every every conversation I've ever had with her. Uh, I don't think telling class. telling a girl that she's not ugly is the same as yeah. a compliment. You're pretty. Yeah. 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 Not the same. But it's you know, not the same? Nah. Liz, we love you. Um, your hair doesn't look like crap today. <laughs> <laughs> How's that going to go? How's good that going to go? Compared Josh. to yesterday, you're looking good. Josh, yeah. Josh. Oh, Josh, you got Oh, I got another uh, somewhere in this pile. Actually, I think this is just another friend of Liz. Um, same exact as the before, except the suggestion would be open the bathroom earlier. Um, Angela, uh, Jeffries is the one that suggests that. And Angela, I think that's a brilliant suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to counter that with do what your mom told you and go before you leave the house. Go before you leave the house. Um, Even if you don't have to go turn the water on, you'll probably end up going. They go we, roll around. We actually do open the, the, the restroom as early as possible. So, yeah. um, other than bringing you a garbage can, I don't know if we can help. Yeah. With that. Joe? Uh, this next one is from Austin Man, 21 years old. He heard about us from a friend. He's been coming for the last four years-ish. Comes every week. What keeps us coming back, or him coming back, is that it's never disappointing. He's a Facebook friend. Doesn't have Comcast. He would be interested in off-the-wall merchandise, if we oh. had merchandise. Oh. Which I would be interested in merchandise, too. He's also uh, on the forum. Yeah, he awesome talks on the forum quite a bit. Oh, great. And, yeah, in, in the classes and stuff as well. He's a forum guy. His favorite game is Bad Advice, and he also wants us to bring back Newlywed Game. And I think that uh, the fact that he loves Bad Advice and wants us to bring back Newlyweds, is, uh, is that's not a coincidence, because that's another character game we play. It's mm-hmm. another way to get a character of ours. Well, and where... Where it's been mentioned multiple times now to bring back the newlywed game, yeah, that's right. operating under the assumption that we ever took it away. Yeah. So we definitely need to play that one. I often. can't remember the last time we played it. It's got to be months. I can't it's, remember it's been a while. We kind of shelved it because there were some things we wanted to work out with it. Yeah. Uh, Bill Avis puts here. He's a... Uh, Put know. a medical site on staff. Bill. He's uh, a... <laughs> he heard about us through the Playhouse. He's been in plays there. He's been a fan for four years. Comes every week. Says what keeps him coming back is the great comedy surprises. He is a Facebook friend and hasn't seen us on Comcast. He would be interested in the merchandise. He likes bad advice. He does come to the workshops. His suggestion would say he would love to be our keyboard man, uh, but we need a guy with ten fingers, Bill. Yeah. So yeah, On the upside, we keep Bill in stitches. Uh, you, you just... Uh, <laughs> hey, oh, hey, oh, boom, bang, pow. We want to be punished. He, he was... Uh, <laughs> He yeah. was fatally injured in fatally? <laughs> the off the wall sign Friday night. He, we're so we're he deadly was, funny. He was in the fetal position. He, when he, got fetal. he also <laughs> says fatal fetal. He also says live music is awesome. Uh, he was very inspired by the possibilities of having the gorgeous hussies around, and that's obviously something we're doing more. Uh, obviously, with the improv weekend, Calvin, I think has got to go. Calvin, you got to go. Yeah, don't you? Calvin was going to play an improv game with us, but unfortunately. You're not going to be able to. So, go clock in. Yeah, go clock in for the man. Uh, say bye to Calvin, everybody.
Thanks, guys. Nice pause. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Kevin, uh, we're going to keep doing this thing, but uh, thanks for uh, sitting in with us and yeah, talking anytime. to us today. I'd love to do it again. Sure. And um, you guys, I think we're going to take a short break, and uh, we're going to come back with uh, an improv game and some more questions from the forum. Okay. Sweet. Okay, we're back, and we're going to try a new segment called Improv Speculation. Improv Speculation. You're going to do that every week, Steve. Yeah, I will. We get some news reports, and we feel like there's some blanks in the news report. We didn't get the whole story. Yeah, so we're going to we're gonna speculate improvically, and uh, yeah, I like that. I just thought of that. I just improved a word about improv. You do that in every podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what's funny is I hate George Bush to death, but boy, the similarities. They're, uh... All right, so news story. Yeah, the first news story is about a woman who called 911 on herself. Yeah. She was drunk driving, and there was, a, there was a PSA that says if you spot a drunk driver, call 911 on them. Yes. And you're a good Samaritan. Well, she was a good Samaritan and a bad Samaritan. She called, and 911... One operator asked, are you behind them or, and then she responded, no, I am them. Yeah. So <laughs> you said you am them. I am them. Yeah, I am them. Uh, there's more that went on in this situation. We're sure so, of it. Yeah. Positive of it. So what we're going to do for you now is take that main news story. And we're going to show you exactly what we think happens in the, in the rest of the story. Okay. So playing the part of the Lady is the wonderful Mandy Newfrio. Mandy Newfrio, everybody. Hello. Yes, yes. Playing the 911 dispatcher will be Josh Newfrio. And Joe and I are going to be taking the reins of her kids in the back seat. So, uh, it would be bad if she didn't call 911 to have kids in the back seat, but since she did call 911, I feel confident in the fact that we can put kids in the back seat. Well, yeah, and to be fair, it doesn't mention anything in the story that there was kids in the back seat. But if you're going to call 911 on yourself. Yeah, because if there was no kids, you would just pull over and sleep it off. Yeah. I think. yeah. And we're speculating. Yeah, we're speculating uh, above all. Plus, a mother's intuition to call police on herself in a situation in which she's being dangerous. that That's what the speculation all leads us to believe. Fantastic. So, here we go with our scene of improv speculation. Uh, 911 emergency. Hello? Yes, ma'am. Hello? Ma'am. Uh, do you have an emergency? Mom, like I want to talk to Dad. Dad's not on the phone right now. Be quiet. Okay. Ma'am, is everything, is everything okay? I have, I have to make a phone call. Me too, Mom. Uh, okay. Um, do you have an emergency you'd like to report, ma'am? I would like to tell you about a drunk driver. Bobby's hitting me. Oh, Austin, shut up. Mom's okay. on the phone. You guys? Ma'am, so you've spotted a drunk driver? Is that I, I see a drunk driver. I'm looking down. Are, are you behind them? No, I am them. You am them? I <laughs> am Mom them. is am them. Mom has bad grammar. Mom them. Well, I, I want to make sure I get this right. You, you're calling to report a drunk driver who is you. I, I am calling to report the drunk. I saw the sign, and I'm calling to report... The drunk driver that I am. I saw a McDonald's sign, Mom. Uh, and man, that one's not open twenty four hours. Do you have you have children in the vehicle? You're, you're driving drunk, and you call to inform us of this. Where are you from? 
Ma'am, I would like you to uh, please quickly pull over um, on the side of the road. Are you Mom, I'm telling Dad. You're floozy. Pull over and bring the vehicle to a complete stop. I, I, where's, where's the brake? I can't have McDonald's, but you can talk to the guy, not Dad. I'm not used to driving a clutch. Ma'am, you need to quickly um, just get off to the side of the road, and, and I will dispatch an officer to your location. Okay. Let me drive, Mom. Yeah, no. I'm a better driver no, than you Mom. at this point. <laughs> I'm drinking a bottle, Mom. <laughs> and that was improv speculation. <laughs> all right, all right. We hope you guys enjoyed that little scene. Mandy Nufrio. Dynamite stuff. That was dynamite stuff. Thank you. We have a, another news story that we'd like to do for you, too. It's a man caught robbing same bank twice in 24 hours. <laughs> I guess if it works once. A German robber held up the same bank in Hamburg twice within 24 hours just a week after being released from jail for the same crime. We're hearing about it, so I'm guessing he was caught again. A uh, police spokesman said uh, Friday the 50-year-old man went to the savings bank in the center of the northern Port City, flashed a pistol, saying, I was here yesterday, and I want money again today. <laughs> the repeat offender made off with 450 euros, uh, about $600, but with the help of video surveillance cameras, police were able to detain him three hours later. They said he had been in jail for robbing banks in Hamburg in 2002 and 2004. We would like to show you what went on during the robbery. We think that this is not enough information and that we know what really happened. Next, please. Hi. Uh, I came in yesterday. and uh, I, Hi, Gunther. How you doing, Sam? Uh, I took money. And I need some more. Uh, last time you, last time you took money, it didn't work out yeah, too well for I, you. I went to jail. I, I, I mean, I've been stewing on this for probably the last twenty three hours. Okay. So don't don't make me shoot you, Sam. Do you have a gun this time? Yeah. Let me see the gun. Okay. Uh, there it is, right there. See. You, that's your finger in the hoodie. Um, is it? Do you really want to take that chance, Sam? Can I call my manager over? No. Oh. Just fine. If you're going to stop me, show me the gun. Call him over then. Okay. Hey, uh, hey, Frank. Yeah. Uh, Gunther's here. He was just, he was just here yesterday. He's here again. Hi, Frank. Uh, Gun, Gunther. Yeah. Uh, what can we, what can we help you with? I need money. Well, you just got some yesterday. Yeah, I know. You're, you're already out of money? Well, I went to jail. Now, there's fines. And, um, yeah, I need money for fines. Well, so, I, the money I took was for fines, and then now I don't have any money. And so. Yeah, you just want some walking around cash? He says he has a gun. I have a gun. I don't believe him. Like, like, like last time? The same kind of gun? Same gun? Yeah. But bigger. <laughs> oh. And. Bigger bullets. All right. So I need bigger bills. Um, I, I, it, you know what, Sam? Just, just give him what you have in the drawer. We got business to do. We legally have to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. We can't. Don't be stop. a hero. Yeah. Don't be a hero. We'll just wait till he leaves, and we'll call the cops, and it'll be, you know, yesterday again. We'll... I can hear you. Can you're you on, wait? You're on camera. Where's the camera? It's and see that black little orb up top. Oh yeah. And, and we we recognize you. We we know your name. That's a camera. We yeah, stare right into it. That's perfect. Oh wow! So uh, we're on TV. 
You will, will be. All oh, right. So money and TV. Uh, uh, Sam, why don't you go ahead and uh, give him what you have in the drawer, and then take. Okay, what do I have here? Here's a. Here's like five hundred euros. Oh, can I get that in smaller bills? I got. I got uh, bills to pay. They don't take. Can I give them smaller? I need some coin. I need some coin. Uh, we have to open a second drawer. Got the, this is a, a huge inconvenience. You know, I come to a bank expecting customer service. and We do try to provide good service, Customer Frank. is always right. All right. So, uh, uh, all right. Let me... let me Call Tammy over. This is ridiculous. Uh, Tammy. Yeah. Uh, do you have any smaller bills in your drawer? Is Gunther back? Yeah. Uh, hi, Tammy. Hi. <laughs> I'm on TV now. Gunther, go away. Um, yes, Tammy. Does your mother know you're here? Tammy, no, she doesn't. Why don't you go home and call your mother? Okay, I'll just, can I get the 500 euros? Yeah, here you go. Thank you. You guys are all very nice. I I really appreciate this. And um, have a good day, Sam and Frank and Tammy. Have a good day, Gunther. See you later. Bye-bye. Sam, go ahead and call the cops. Okay. And that was Improv Speculation. (laughs) We hope you like these <laughs> two scenes. And, uh, oh, man. That's fun. That is fun. That is kind of fun. That is fun. A little, little one-take improv. Yeah, just, uh, oh, man. That guy is, Gunther's stupid. I mean, I'm just going to say it. I'm not a thief, but I know you don't, you don't steal in the same place. Well, and, you know, from the sound of that last scene, he was encouraged. I mean, you know, yeah. like, they made it too easy for him. You know, if he went to U.S. Bank, I don't think he would have got anything. Well, because U.S. Bank doesn't have any money. They're are they out they're too? Defaulting. Are they really? I don't know. Oh, starting that rumor. I went. <laughs> sell, 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 sell. If you if you have any news stories that you think you uh, think we'd be good at or you'd like us to do, we will gladly accept them. If not, you know, we'll find our own. Yep. But uh, we'd love feedback for these uh, these segments. And where can they go to put feedback down? OTWimprov.com. Search the forums, yeah. and you can. Leave us messages. We had a, a lot of questions, yeah. and uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to the questions, and we didn't even get to all of the suggestions. And uh, we love the feedback, and we will be getting to that. We're not going to disregard anything. Any feedback. Like I, like I posted on the forum, every question will be answered. Uh, it's just a matter of time. In the meantime, if your question hasn't been answered yet, don't be afraid to put more out there. We need questions. We need lots of questions, and that's what we're going to feed off with you guys. So... Uh, we feel like that makes the show better. Yeah, definitely. Well, the, the live show is based off of suggestions from the audience. There's no reason why the podcast should be any different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and and for those who did put questions on the forum that we didn't get to this week, uh, we really appreciate it, and we will answer them. We will answer them. So stay tuned for future podcasts and questions and answers and, and, and more improv hijinks. Yep. Thank you, Josh Nufrio. Thank you, Manny Nufrio. Calvin, big shout-out to you. You're hard at work now. But uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in. And remember, Improv Weekend, 26th and 27th. Get your tickets now. $10 you can get in all weekend. That's two bands, uh, what, four improv troops? Two bands, two improv troops, a stand-up comedian. It's, 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 what, three, four hours, four and a half hours of improv greatness. And in Vegas, I just went down there. The, the, the cheapest show they had for something was 60 bucks. So, I mean... If we're doing just side-by-side comparison, uh, you're a big winner here. Yes, you heard it here first. We're better than Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. All right, guys. Have a good one.